0: The thing that's most important is that we come together and express that, you know what, this time, the effectiveness of this time is not dependent on me and not dependent Mm -hmm. on us and what we Mm -hmm. do, it's dependent on God. And God has promised to be with us and to Mm -hmm. meet with us Mm -hmm. as His Word is proclaimed and as people gather together.
1: Welcome to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church, and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Hello, welcome to the Sound Plus Doctrine podcast. My name is David Zimmer.
0: My name is Bob Coughlin.
1: And your name is
0: Devin Coughlin,
1: and Devin oh, cool. is back on the podcast.
0: and this time I'm special.
1: We no, didn't say we that. Dropped that this time. but you aren't uh, special anyway. it is so good for you to be here. Uh, I thought it'd be fun, guys, to um, collect some questions that we had gotten sent in to us. And like, talk about them now. We've told you in previous episodes that wait, you can... Wait, are we can, just going to talk about the questions or are we going to try to answer them? We're going to try to answer them. Okay, just yeah, want we'll to make see sure. how we do. I got to clarify. Uh, but we had mentioned in previous podcasts that we'd love for you to send in questions, and we still want you to do that. We're happy to receive your questions and see if we can get to them. Do you know where if they some, send Yeah,
0: them. if someone had a question, where would they send them?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Becca, our assistant, is standing by. Where do I send in questions? Sound Plus Doctrine at SovereignGrace.com. Is that all spelled out, the plus? P-L-U-S. It's all... We're it's, so prepared. We are. Thank Sound you, Becca, You're the best. Sound Plus Doctrine at SovereignGrace.com. Yeah. What? How creative is that? It's easy to remember, but uh, not for me. <laughs> okay. So my first question, uh, my first question is, uh, I noticed that on every song that is written that y'all but the themes, so liturgical categories yep. and scripture references that coincide with said songs. Can y'all again talk about why these things are important concerning songs within the church? Well, so can you talk about question. that's a great, that's a great question.
0: question. And just if people don't know, we have all of our songs with chord charts and mm-hmm. lead sheets and piano, piano scores. scores and lyrics all available for free on our website. Yeah. Summer,
2: Along with
0: themes and uh, scriptures, yes. and liturgical categories,
1: and did you say translations too? We have I translations. Didn't say translations, translations,
0: translations yeah. as well. Uh, so, and I... the reason we do that is because we exist to uh, provide. Christ-exalting songs for the church, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, and we, we don't want there to be any barriers people to be able to use them, and yep. yeah. we wanna serve them. So that's why those are there, as well as these categories.
1: Yes. yes. So I'm so happy he exactly. mentioned this. Uh, I was just ex- exhibiting at a conference and telling someone about our website, and they said, I had no idea. That you had themes I could look up and Uh, songs uh, that are connected uh, to those themes. So I think it's such a helpful resource. So, great question. So, why do we do that, Bob? Well,
2: I can start off and see if you guys have any other thoughts. Um, You know, songs say something, Uh, songs are obviously musical, and we're affected by music, and that's, you know, One of the reasons that we do songs, that we sing, is because it affects us emotionally, but God wants to speak to our minds. He he wants to speak to the things we believe, the things Mm -hmm. we understand, uh, so that we might trust the right things, so that we might love the right things, so that we might find refuge in the right things, and those right things are Him. Um, So it's interesting, the Psalms came to us as, as words. There's no there are some musical references, um, but, but we have no idea what music goes to them. Mm-hmm. But we do know the words and that communicates something. It communicates to us that what is significant about these Psalms, what some have called God's hymnal, is that it's, it's what they say. Mm-hmm. And so in thinking about what songs we're gonna sing for our meetings, we should be asking not you know is this song popular just yes. is this song popular do people like this song do i like this song does my voice sound good on this song um, can my can can we play this song i mean those are questions we might ask but the real question is the real question is is this song saying what i believe god wants us to say right here
0: mm-hmm.
2: so so that gets into themes and that gets into liturgical categories, and I, I should say, first of all, um, you know, we want our songs based on the Word of God. So mm-hmm. for every song we write, um, there's gonna be one to you know, sometimes a dozen scriptures. That um, we have linked to this song too, so that if if you're studying something on a Sunday meeting, uh, your your pastor's preaching through something, um, they you can just look up that scripture and say, oh, that song will go there, mm-hmm. or that that goes with this. Now, some of them are just allusions to lines in the song, right? Um, but oftentimes, it's you know, what does this song about? Talk about the glory of God. Does it talk about the nearness of God? Does it talk about our joy in Christ? Does it talk about mission? So, so we have about a hundred. I think uh, that's right. Eighty to a hundred themes that we attach to our songs, Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have liturgical categories, which speaks to, you know, when we walk through a meeting. I mean, people have been doing this for hundreds. The church has been doing this for hundreds of years, Um, having without thousands really, um, having a liturgy that, that speaks to the, the story of, of God's work in, in His people, mm-hmm. the story of redemption. Mm-hmm. So uh, Brian Chappell has done a great job unpacking this in his book, uh, Christ-Centered Worship, which I read back in 2008 or I think 2008 or 2009. Um, and it, it helped me to see that, wow, the way you think about your meeting really matters because our meetings are formative. So many mm-hmm. people are starting to realize that they're not just things we do, they they form us. And they form us because they they tell us something about our lives and what story we fit into. Mm-hmm. And so a typical liturgy throughout the centuries would be, Begin with a a call to worship. You know the the, um, the greatness of God, His glory, who He is. We're confronted with His greatness, followed by um, an, an awareness of our sinfulness or a confession that we are not God, that we are we are under His judgment, that we are under His wrath. But He has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to Live the perfect life we couldn't live. To die as our substitute on the cross, to rise from the dead, and through Him, through faith in Him, we can have assurance that we are forgiven, mm-hmm. which results in thankfulness, which results in a desire to hear His word and you know what His will is for us, which results in results in communion with Him, uh, which results in a desire to consecrate our lives, consecrate our lives to Him, which results in a sending forth or a benediction with a good word. You know, so all those are liturgical. Categories Mm -hmm. that at any point you can have a song for. So we thought, well, if you're looking for a song for, say, um, you know, the word or communion uh, or um, thankfulness or petition, intercession, I didn't mention that, uh, just prayer, intercession, um, or consecration, well, wouldn't it be great to have just, you can look up that word and there are all these songs that Mm -hmm. are there. So that's why we put that there.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the scripture references you already talked about uh, before, you know, we're, we're writing these songs on scripture. Uh, you said some sometimes there's just a line, but then there's, you know, whole songs. I mean, albums dedicated the book of Romans. Yes, and yes. we have, uh, are just releasing uh, Unchanging God, songs from the book of Psalms, songs yes. mm-hmm. that directly correlate with Psalm 145 and, you know, putting that to song form. Mm-hmm. I, I just find that... So incredibly helpful, and other guys are doing it, like Adam Wright with the Corner Room. Yes, that's yes, putting yes, music yes. to, to Psalms that you just go, oh my goodness, that just that's something meditative. That's something that I can can sing throughout the day, and it comes to mind, and I remember it. So I, I, I've been so helped uh, by our themes um, and liturgical categories when I was leading worship, and uh. you know we're going through the Book of Job and going. Man, okay, what song w- would work in this series? You know, what songs of lament or songs of suffering that we could, that we could pull? So that, that's been helpful. I
0: think, too, just to add to what's been said, uh, there are two things that it helps us as Sovereign Grace Music um, stay tethered to. And that one is uh, the, the corporate gathering of the church in worship. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're explicitly tying these songs to these liturgical categories and these themes, because they're meant for the church to sing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not just songs because they sound good. Yes, right. Similar with with the lyrics and the truth that's articulated, it's not just words that sound good put together, we want it explicitly to be tied to the Word of God mm-hmm. um, and, and the explication of the Word of God um, and a means by which the Word of Christ can dwell in us richly. And so by including both those things intentionally, we are saying, no, th- this, is, this is what these songs are about. They're mm-hmm. about the Word of God and the people of God.
2: Yeah, I think of Psalm uh, 105 that begins with uh, a number of exhortations, you know, you know, encouragements, commands to... Um, ways to respond to the Lord. He, he says, the psalmist says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name make known his deeds among the peoples." So already you have three things you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're calling upon the Lord, you're giving thanks to him, and you're, you're making known his deeds. Then verse two, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. That's something else you're doing glory in his holy name. That's something else you're doing. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Something else. Seek the Lord in his strength. So there's that aspect of you know, wanting to draw near to the Lord, find strength in him. Mm-hmm. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered, O oh, offspring of Abraham, his servant. So just right there, you have all <laughs> these categories mm-hmm. that, that our songs could be helping us to express. And I think a lot of times we're we're, we're kind of monochromatic in the way we think about songs. I think we, we may have talked about this on a podcast already, but um, when we were putting together our website, oh, I think it was the Sound Plus Doctrine podcast. I'll, mm. I'll say it again in case you didn't <laughs> hear that one. Um, why you know, we have the name Sound Plus Doctrine. Yeah. Um, when we first put together a previous website, uh, the the website designer was asking us, you know, or we were asking for you know categories and they came back to us with like you know 10 15 categories and we just said you know we're going to need a lot more categories than this <laughs> <laughs> It's like you know praise worship yeah um you know <laughs> god yeah yeah it's just like
0: oh this is a song about god okay you yeah, know, perfect. yeah right.
2: him. and i think you know when we think about our singing in those terms we we're just missing the details, mm. and as you read God's word, you realize God is a God of the details. Mm-hmm. God cares about how many people were were in in Israel, you know, as as uh, they were entering the the promised land. Uh, God cares about um, you know the names of of each generation. Uh, mm-hmm. God ca- God cares about details. You see it in the Psalms. All these specifics um, that we should care about, you know, because he cares about them. Mm-hmm. So often we feel, you know, distant from God. That God doesn't care. He doesn't know. Uh, oh, yes, he does. And our songs should be helping us remember that. Mm-hmm. But when we when we think of songs, it's just kind of, you know, I want a song that's going to help me feel good about Jesus, or you know, a song that's going to, you know, help me know I'm a. I'm a conqueror, or you know, God can do anything, or you know, generally yes. But what what really helps us see His greatness and His glory and His grace and His mm-hmm. kindness is to get into the specifics mm-hmm. of what He's done. I mean, I love again the Psalms, Psalm 103, where David says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Forget not all His benefits." And then he just doesn't leave it there, you mm-hmm. just, remember how good he is, he's so good, what, what a good God, <laughs> who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who mm-hmm. satisfies you with good mm-hmm. so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Mm-hmm. And then he, he fills out that you know, forgiveness aspect. He does not, in verse 10, he does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mm-hmm. steadfast love toward those who fear him, as far as the east is from the west. So far does he remove our transgressions from like you get into the specifics mm-hmm. and you just go, oh wow, that's who God is. Mm-hmm. So you know, it requires, I mean one of our, our hopes in laying out these these themes is to say, we should be thinking more specifically yes. about the songs we sing right um, right and, and what they're doing in, mm-hmm. in the hearts of the people. You know, people sometimes say, yeah, that song's so wordy. I think someone was was saying, tell me the other day they played some some of our music for someone and say yeah yeah it's nice it's awfully theological <laughs> and I thought okay great I mean <laughs> that's kind of what we're aiming for <laughs> and I, I recognize that you can your know, songs can be too theological that mm-hmm. like the weight of of the content can overpower everything so it just seem, feels like you know it's systematic theology set to music, which right. is not what we're going for. Right. We're, we're aiming for not only the head, but the heart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the engagement mm-hmm. of the affections. Mm-hmm. Um, but our songs should be unfolding the Word of God. Psalm mm-hmm. 119 says, the unfolding of your Word gives light. Mm-hmm. And so we want our songs to to tease out the details of of who God is, who... You know who Jesus is, what he's done, the gospel, the Christian life, mm-hmm. um, missions, the future. I mean, all those things. I remember when we were working on the glorious Christ. Um, a couple of the guys were working on a song called uh, "When Christ Our Life Appears," based on Colossians three, verse four. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was so happy that they were working on it. And it made, you know, they finished it and it's it's on the album. And we've done it a number of times because there are so few songs that talk about that. Yes. And yet, all throughout the New Testament, we're told to think about these things think about the return of Christ, set your hope fully on the grace revealed when Christ comes. You know, encourage one another with these words. And here's a song that actually helps us do it.
1: Yeah. So that's wonderful. Amen. The the temptation is like um well, let's write a new song that has just a catchy turn of phrase. <laughs> when just like you said I want to hear that scripture put to to yeah, song, yeah. there's a uh, there's a mine, a gold mine that we're sitting on, that we're drawing from. That's you know inexhaustible in scripture. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> so many more songs should be be written from the Psalms and from yes, Colossians. And, yes, so Amen. that's yeah, that's great. That's a great question. Thank you for submitting that. That's a great answer uh, to that question. Thank you. Um, I'm going to move on. Uh, I, this also has to do with songs. I notice that dozens of older songs uh, are no longer available on your website. So songs that you know we've done in the past. I have a question that make a fascinating podcast episode. Well, we'll find out when we? and why. <laughs> when and why do you choose to retire a song, and what factors play into that decision?
2: I'm assuming they're asking on a local church level.
1: Yeah, I, me too.
2: Yeah, because um, we retire songs just because they're bad. You know, we wrote some songs years ago. <laughs> well, we—I mean—we've been doing this for thirty-six years, yeah. thirty-seven years. Yeah. yeah. And you can write a lot of bad songs in thirty-seven years. <laughs> and you know, I just sometimes I'll put on one of our old albums and just go, "What were we thinking?" <laughs> or i will will be in a situation. I—I I, I teach. Um, I, I lead our pastor's college um, in Wednesday mornings. I go in and you know, different guys lead and. Um, they'll sometimes do some old Sovereign Grace songs, pretty old. And I'll I'll be singing it and going, "Where have I heard this? This is <laughs> oh no, this is so hard to sing.
1: Oh no, <laughs> and it's one of my I wrote it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that doesn't happen as often, but um, I'm sure I'll get there soon. Oh my goodness! But yeah, I I think you realize sometimes you retire songs because. They they just aren't that good.
1: Yeah. So, but, but how do you come up with that decision? I mean, that might be subjective in terms of those are songs that your organization has written. Yeah. yeah. But what if it's yeah? What if it's a a, a song from uh, that the worship leader loves yeah, yeah. and he's been doing it for years and it's from mm. the eighties and how do you know when you should not be singing that song and maybe yeah. bringing in newer songs. Yeah. Um.
0: I think, uh, I know for
1: me, at a local church level,
0: I don't really think in terms of retiring songs, like I don't think in that category. Um, and the reason I don't think in that category is, one, we don't have a hymnal, and yeah. I think a lot of churches now don't have yeah. hymnals. In my mind, I kind of have a hymnal, but it's very easy to add and and take away songs from that hymnal, yeah. mm. um, whereas there, there was a long period Of time in the church where you could only retire songs every 10 years or yeah, 20 right, years yeah, or yeah. even longer. Right. Because um, it was in that hymnal. You could only add songs yes, yes, every 10 yes. or 20 years or whatever it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so we don't need to necessarily think in those categories. Uh, and so I tend to just think in terms of. Uh, what is gonna serve my church now in this season. Um, Actually, I was planning uh, this coming Sunday and... Um, we're gonna sing a song, and it's not a song that my wife particularly likes. And uh, we, I'm not gonna say. Oh. And uh, <laughs> we haven't sung it for a few years. And uh, she was like, oh, no, we've sung, sung that more recently. No, I said, no, actually, I plan every Sunday. We haven't sung it for this many years. But it's a, it's a song, and it's gonna serve us as we gather, and it's mm. going to um, help us to uh, celebrate what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And, yeah. to, and so we're gonna sing that song. Yeah. Um, and it's a song that I, I do want people will do know, and I want them to continue to know. Yeah. Um, so just because we haven't done it in a few years doesn't mean like, ah, we're done with it forever. Um, that said, I, I guess I would have a category for retiring songs, especially if I've been leading for a long time and you just look back and you're like, what was I thinking when I led that song? Yeah. I'll retire yes. those songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. But those are are far fewer, and that's more often more because of theological reasons, not yes. melodic mm. reasons. Um, I do want... I mean, you've Dad, you've talked about... Having songs that uh, people should sing, so yes. the, the truth is compelling. Uh, people want, want to sing, sing and sing. people yes. can sing. Yes. And so, yes. I mean, I think those having those categories. So there might be older songs that the church is less familiar with uh, that are really hard to sing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe you don't sing that song yes. mm-hmm. um, because it's they can't sing it. Um, right. But otherwise, it's just kind of I don't need to be constricted by. Uh, oh no, that song's retired. We can't sing that again. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's kind of like
0: yeah. uh, kicking someone off your team that you
2: realize, you know, when your best players get sick, you need that person back on your team. And I mean, you just it's. I, I agree with Devin in the sense that I, I mean, I've got probably two hundred fifty songs in planning center. I don't know, something over two hundred. We only sing about a hundred a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I don't I don't know if I've retired them but as as we're talking They're still talking, available to you, you they're just still don't available sing them on a yeah. regular basis but yeah but I, I think content is is the most is the first is the first priority mm-hmm. we want to sing songs that that are based on god's word
1: mm-hmm.
2: that uh, you know in different ways enable the word of christ to dwell in us richly it doesn't mean every song is like has the full gospel in it but i mean we're aware of that category um, and they're, they're, it's true. Like, mm. I used to lead a song years ago... Um, that wasn't true. Well, was it wasn't. <laughs> it just didn't... It, it, was, it was a Kelly Carpenter song, uh, Draw Me Close to You, you know? Mm. And... Um, Great you know, melody. They, what's that?
1: Great melody.
2: It's a beautiful melody. And I think it was really sincere when I sang it. And Kelly, if you ever hear this i mean thank you for writing that song but i don't do it anymore beautiful man um but it's because i just thought it didn't express things in the way that i thought were clear enough hmm. um you know help me kn- help me know you are near um to feel the warmth of your embrace i mean it just it just felt i just think there are better songs that can help me do that so for that time it served me but as i as i you know continued to lead i thought yeah that's that's not really what I want to lead people in. So, so content's first, but music is also a consideration, mm-hmm. and there's a subjective element to that. Where I think songs that are written like for a certain time period, and for some reason that like seventies, eighties, nineties, that was just a bad season, I think, um, <laughs> where, where there was this mindset of you know we've got to put as many chords in as possible, and you know it was it was just a yeah I don't know you can tell certain eras. Of music, yeah. and those tend to be dated. You, mm-hmm. you know, they they tend to develop this um, this datedness to them, where people hear them, and go. Oh. So, so <laughs> I would tend yeah. to not do those songs, yeah, um, uh, because I don't want it to be a distraction. Yeah. Um, so th- I mean, those are two things to consider.
1: Yeah, and I, know you said something really helpful. Um, the that I don't think we should skip over quickly, that I think there's a better song,
2: Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's yeah. a really good way to gauge yeah. this because that could have been a song that really was, you know, influential and helpful in a season. Uh, but a better song has been written. Yeah. And I, I wanna do the better song. Yeah. I wanna yeah, yeah. do the clearer song. Well, and and we're in this
0: age of just unprecedented wealth when it comes to the songs that we can yes. sing that are articulating mm-hmm. true things about God and about what God has done for us. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so there's truth benefit from that. For um, sure. I mean, yeah, we just have century after... Now, century after century of, of great songs that have been written. And then all the more so in the past, I would say... 20 years, lots of great songs have been written. And so I don't wanna just sing okay songs just because it's there. Because it's nostalgic too. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that nostalgia is not a compelling enough reason or biblical enough reason to sing a song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me just um, say, quote
2: uh, Harold Best who wrote Music Through the Eyes of Faith, uh, Unceasing Worship. has been a huge influence on my life in terms of how I think about music in in, in the congregational setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, said that faith enables us to sing new songs in in a familiar way, and uh, familiar songs in, in in a new way. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that is so helpful because it doesn't make the song the issue. It's it's faith. Mm-hmm. It's what it's what are so we what awesome. are we doing in the way we the reason we... what Why are we singing these songs and what, what are we aiming at? And so to, to answer that question succinctly, which would have taken a lot less time, I would just What were say, you doing? <laughs> if you make it your goal to sing the, the songs that serve your church the best, songs are gonna be naturally kind of fall off the table. Mm-hmm. um because they just don't serve you in the way that these songs do. Right. Don't seek to do too many songs because I'd rather do, you know, a song 10 times in a year. I don't know if I do a song 10 times a year, but maybe 6 to 8 times in a year than like seven different songs. Uh, because right. the church is not gonna grab onto those. Right, yes. So I, I wanna do the songs that I think are gonna serve our church the mm-hmm. best in the particular instances that we find ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Great. And so you don't have... I don't have a, an annual song review where we're curating, No. Oh, this no, is this yeah. is my song library that I'm choosing yeah. from, um, we don't need to do that, don't do that. And so that, that idea of retiring or not, yeah, a song yeah, yeah. is just not... Not much of a consideration. No.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I can fit in one last question. Um, the question is, I, I only have 30 minutes to rehearse with my band. How do I make the most of my time?
0: It's a great question. Let me tell a story first. Uh, there was a conference that uh, my dad and I were leading at. No, it wasn't a conference. It was an <laughs> event. Um, yeah, remember and w- it was uh, with musicians. We were meeting that evening. Uh, and so, I mean, we've played with each other before, but none of the other musicians we'd ever played with, we were going to be, it was like a worship night kind of thing. And so we are going to do 14 songs. I think it was, mm. um, it kind of getting there, everything kind of went wrong. And so we're running yeah. behind and, uh, we arrive, um, we're meeting everybody that's, that's playing. And, uh, so, I mean, like I'm, I'm getting set up and. And then my dad's just, you're just walking around, asking people about... Aimlessly, wondering where I am. Not aimlessly. Oh. <laughs> very intentionally, actually. <laughs> uh, drawing people out. And, I mean, finding out their names and about them and just caring for them. Um, and, I mean, I'm sitting there kind of like, like, I mean, we've got now like 45 minutes to prepare for 14 songs that we're gonna be leading a group of people in. Oh, and goodness. I don't even know if any of these people even know these songs. Uh, and so then, uh, so then after, I mean, you, you meet everybody, uh, then you say, hey, I just thought we'd just gather around and um, take some time to pray. And I mean, I'm just, really? I mean, like, we've got a lot to do. And uh, he said, and it, it was not a, uh, I'm just gonna pray. It was a, how about a few of us pray? Um, <laughs> Devin, you start us off, and I'll close us. And uh, because, and then you said, you, may, you stated, because what we're doing, we are entirely dependent on God. Um, mm-hmm. And so we can express that right now. I mean, we need the Lord's help. Uh, humanly, mm-hmm. there's like, this doesn't make a lot of sense, what we're up against. <laughs> uh, but we're dependent awesome. on God, and so let's express that. Awesome. Yes. Um, and I mean, that was, I would yeah. say, that probably took place uh, seven years ago, eight years ago, mm. nine years ago, something like that. And I mean, that, that has left a mark on me in mm. what is really important mm. if I only mm. have 30 minutes to rehearse? Mm. Uh, well, I think the thing that's most important is that we come together and express that, you know what, this time, the effectiveness of this time is mm. not dependent on me and not dependent Mm -hmm. on us and what we Mm -hmm. do, it's dependent on God. And God has promised to be with us and to Mm -hmm. meet with us Mm -hmm. as His Word is proclaimed and as people gather together. Uh, And so, I mean, that's where I would start, and that's what I would prioritize uh, if I only have 30 minutes, which is actually more time than I normally have, so (laughs) you're doing great.
1: (laughs) Well, and I mean, that's every Sunday. I mean, that's what Sunday mornings look like at Sovereign Grace Church of Louisville. We get a sound check. And then we gather together. Bob talks about the the order of the set. We spend or the at, service. The service. service I'm yeah. sorry.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I'm still trying to correct your language. Ah, set it's, right. It's and an and the reason that matters is because it's not just about you're not just talking through. And I would do the same thing. Not just talking through the music. Yeah. We're talking mm-hmm. about through. Yeah. All right. Service. What are we What are we doing as a whole as right. we gather together? Because uh, it's just one part of that. Yeah. And right. we want to understand kind of how it all fits together. Um, Absolutely. And so, I mean, if we're going to just answer this question succinctly, we start with that prayer and acknowledgement of dependence on God as we come together. Mm-hmm. And then second, it's getting an understanding of, all right, how does what we're doing fit into the context of what's going on as the church yeah. gathers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then third from that is, all right, m- the particulars of, of the music and the accompaniment that we're providing yeah. to the congregation's sound. Yes, and I would just slip in between number two and
2: three your monitors. That's what I was just going to say, making sure you can yeah, hear. Or yeah. if you don't have monitors, you can <laughs> sure cut that you can step hear. out. No, if, you, you're right, if you're just doing wedges, and or just you don't have wedges, yeah, it doesn't matter. But if you do use monitors, in your monitors, for me, it's well. I just think you're you are going to be helped. That's not. I think you are going to be helped mm-hmm. by
0: everybody hearing each other. And yes, we, for this sure. This
2: reminds me we need to do a podcast on monitors at some point. Mm-hmm.
0: And I would say, I mean, so I'm in a context where I don't normally use a monitor, but it yeah. is. I mean, I think after that talk, prayer, talking through what's going on, it is. It's just kind of a sound check and making yeah. sure is everything working okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, is everything heard? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, if you have monitors, yeah, that would be a part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it's the musical considerations. And so for me, I mean, I think it goes back to, all right, what are those points at which in the, in the context of the songs that we're gonna sing, things might just fall apart? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so as a leader, it helps to think through ahead of time, what are those points that I'm, I'm gonna need to just talk through? Yeah, and it, you could be thinking about it as you're driving uh, to the building that morning, or you could you could actually go through the song, songs yourself and be yeah. like, "Oh, this this is going to be a challenging part," or "This is going to be a challenging part." Um, but I, I, that's how I would approach yeah. a short short rehearsal. Yeah. So so to break down that 30 minutes, it's uh,
2: you know a few minutes, 25 minutes in prayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say five to ten minutes just talking through praying and talking through what what you're about to do. Because if our hearts aren't, again, it's always about what we're aiming for. Yes. What what is our what are our eyes set on? What is our faith towards? Because if we don't consciously put our trust in the Lord, we're gonna put it in something else. Mm -hmm. And that something else might be our our practice, our abilities, our efforts, our sincerity, you know, whatever nothing can substitute for putting our trust in the lord right. uh-huh. so that's where we start and then make sure everybody can hear everybody and then whatever time is left maybe 15 minutes you know just walking through those key moments of of what you're going to be doing that that during the service and then at the end you know just rejoice thank the lord he's going to he's going to work he's yeah. going to show up he's going to encourage his people cuz that's what he wants to do
0: and just to fill out that uh, mm-hmm. that talking through everything part for me a part of that is just reviewing how how transitions are going to work
2: mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah yeah and
0: so who starts a song yeah. how a song might end mm. um who's coming up at what point uh, yeah. for different elements of the service and just making sure everybody's aware okay yeah. this is what's happening here Um, And that will save you a lot of heartache. Yeah. In yeah, awkward yeah. moments, potentially. Yes.
1: <laughs> that is so great. Thank you. Uh, for all of you that submitted questions, uh, thank you, Devin, for being here. Yeah. Uh, this is a fun podca- podcast to do. Uh, if you do have questions that you want to submit, sound plus, P-L-U-S, doctrine, at SovereignGrace.com. I know Wait, it now. Do you think people don't know how to spell plus? Sometimes that? they do the plus sign. <laughs> I know. Uh, so you can submit questions there if you have any. Uh, we uh, can't get to all of them, but we're happy to have an episode like this where yep. we can answer some of them. So thanks so much for tuning in.
2: Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.